from somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, hell yes. Thank you very much, Mr. Rob Roop. I am the aforementioned Mike. Thank you for joining us, us being me, in, uh, uh, via Michigan, around Detroit, right? Yeah, Troy. It's a suburb of Detroit, about uh, 18, 20 miles out from uh, downtown. All right, yes. Uh, up there uh, with his wife and his son, uh, Brian Madison, uh, a.k.a. Maddie, somebody I went to school with, Ball State, uh, SAE fraternity brother. Uh, he is the guest co-host this week, and uh, you just got done with yard work. Yeah, I did. We were, we were putting him uh, a border around the pool, so... Just trying to tidy things up, keep it looking nice. Nice. No, I'll okay. It. I'll feel it tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah, I imagine, man. Yeah, I, well, I don't have a pool, but any sort of yard work. I was supposed to uh, mow the yard today, but uh, I'm putting that off till tomorrow because I worked like 13 hours yesterday, so. Yeah, yeah. It I was hard juggling everything with uh, with everything going on and, and working from home more, and, and you just kind of want to constantly be working oh, on yeah. it. Or, you know, you're here. You're here 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you jump from work at home, which is uh, kind of a kind of subject I want to bring up here in, in a little bit. Uh, and then you, you go from working at home to, you know, working around the home. Yeah. That's kind of where you get out, man. Yeah. And it did to that point, too, you know, now that hopefully things stay lifted, you know, trying to find that medium of going out more and then seeing, you know, the city and the town that's uh, that's definitely been something that has been uh, changed a lot in the last two years. Yeah. Now, well, now, we wouldn't now, think twice about it before. What's yeah. that? We wouldn't think twice about it before. We no. Think, oh, you got to run out? We want to hit up the bar? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, like like uh, down here in Indiana, it's a little more lax in that regard. But uh, I'll, I'll say this. Like, you know, I, uh, I work elsewhere. I work across town from where I live. And, uh, like just today, you know, after a long work day, you wake up, you're home with the family, things are nice. And then, uh, two to three kids start screaming and then it's just like, okay, I need to step out for an hour or two. And it just, ju- just to get away from the house, you know, you go to a Meyer, you go to, uh, wherever just to kind of catch your breath, kind of get your bearings. Uh, but yeah, I can imagine if you are, you know, doing everything from home, uh, we're, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite where like, if I'm working too much away from home, I want to get home. But if you're at home all the time, you want to get your ass out of the house. Oh, definitely. And, and it's funny you threw out Meyer, uh, cause, uh, Jessica was talking to another parent yesterday and, and, uh, she's like, you don't, you don't go grocery shopping with Brian, do you? Jessica's like, no, no, I don't. Because I, I make friends at Meyer. <laughs> I randomly talk to people. Oh, I, no kidding. Yeah, I, you know me. I, I, yeah. I can talk to a fence post. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, wow. you know, r- realistically, you know, I just, I love being out in the community. I love talking to people and meeting people and, and just kind of BSing with them. And, and you know, I hope that uh, after I talk to them, you know, that, that their day is, you know, a little nicer, a little happier, a little cheerier. You know, you had a random conversation with a nice person and right. it was pleasant, you know. So I think like between the two of you, like Jess is more the introverted, hey, let's get in, let's get out, let's get things done type. Very much so. She thought she was extroverted until she met me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, between the two is like my, my wife likes to go shopping with me because that's like 
one of the few times we can actually go out and do stuff nowadays. And I like it too, but she enjoys shopping more. Like, you know, she'll go, we'll go, go in for a few random things. And what becomes, uh, should be a 15 minute shopping excursion becomes more like an hour and a half. And, and then it just gets to the point where like, man, I could be at home doing nothing. <laughs> and, you know, she, she enjoys it. And I love being around her. It's just sometimes when I'm around other people, and, and this was even before COVID, like just being around other people for a long extent of the time. Kind of, kind of grates on me a little bit. Uh, yeah, I can, I can see that with with certain people. Um, you know, I, as I've gotten older the last couple of years, I've kind of had got a little bit more anxiety. I don't think COVID helped with any of that because of just the the whole fear of what am I going to get. But I think that uh, overall, um, you know, I, I I'm like your wife. I I could I could wander around Meyer or Walmart for an hour and a half and think about projects or just and I just forget about where I'm at and what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. and to me that that I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about yard work or the house or the kids. Just even that that that's just good me time. Me, you know, I I know that you know you are a heavy TV series watcher. Um, a, lot of, a lot of shows, and I, and I try to be too. And you got a you couple of young ones that that probably you know definitely makes it a little bit more challenging. Uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Especially like with the uh, Stranger Things, I I wrapped that up earlier this week. I and, and it's one of those things too. Like when you're a younger person, you live by yourself, you can binge watch whenever you want, whatever you want. But when you you get older, you have more responsibilities. You have to work. It makes things harder. And then when you got kids, uh, the oldest one who turns five in a couple of months, yeah, there's some things you don't want to expose them to just yet. Uh, there's some parents that are like, oh, yeah, I let Timmy watch all the Nightmare on Elm Street. He's fine. He's fine. He's three. And it's like, no, let him be a kid first. You know, his, his first horror movie experience should be him sneaking behind your back watching this crap. It should be like. I'm the cool dad. I'm going to let you watch whatever you want, you know? So, well, two two things on that. So my son is 11, and uh, yeah. he just started watching Stranger Things. And he refuses to watch it at daytime. Right. But we'll turn it on at nighttime, and he'll get through one episode, and then be like, can, can you lay down bed with me? <laughs> every, every, every time, and I'm like, no, you did this to yourself. <laughs> right. No, I, I and I did that, too. Like, I mostly because I didn't want the girls or the boy to see it. Uh, but like when I watch stranger things, I tell myself, turn the lights off and it does add a little bit more to it. It makes it a little more intense. Um, and especially like the first season with the whole, uh, when you're introduced to the Demogorgon and all that crap. And like, you'd see the lights flicker before it comes out across. Right. I did that one night. And then I went to bed, and the uh, the lights were on the bedroom before I went to bed. And then the lights started flickering in my bedroom, and I'm just like, oh, shit, no. You know, it just, <laughs> I just kind of was like, no, 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 no. Uh, you, know, you know, it does it does add kind of a dimension to it, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, you, you, you haven't seen the the uh, the last installment yet, have you? Because uh, you said something uh, when we were texting back and forth that your wife was out of town. You wanted to wait because that's your guys' show. Yeah, that that's one of our shows that we like to watch together. Um uh, so yeah, we, we've been holding off on that one. Just been trying to, we got two weeks of school left up here. I know that you guys, uh, even though your kids aren't really in school yet, but Indiana. Now, got a lot of starts preschool next, uh, this actually this August actually. So soon. That's, 
wonderful. Yeah. Less, uh, less yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we haven't we haven't started watching the fourth season yet. Um, I've been hooked into a show called The Expanse. The last I've heard week. about it, yeah. Uh, I, I went to Comic Con and, and an artist told me about it, and we were talking about Firefly. And then he's like, "Oh, if you like Firefly, you should watch The Expanse." And uh, it's sixth season. It's got uh, Tom Thomas Jane in it. Uh, yeah. It's well written. Like the the writing is on par with with Firefly uh, mm-hmm. in in that realm. And I, you know, I don't. I know you're probably pretty familiar, but if your if your listeners are listening and they're not. It's only one season, and it is 100% worth it. Uh, mm-hmm. They also have comic books and uh, novels that have come come back after the show ended. Yeah, that was uh, that was Joss Whedon that, uh, that wrote Firefly. Yes. And, uh, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, he did some stuff with Pixar. He's uh, done some stuff in the comic book realm himself. MCU, um, too. I think he did. Didn't he do the first Avengers movie? Uh, he he directed the first event. It's right. Yeah, the first two uh, Avengers movies and yeah. uh, some of the stuff he did with Marvel, like on the comic book side, he did like a thing. Uh, I think like a uh, a run on Runaways, which was created by somebody else, and he did uh, Astonishing X Men, which I which I really enjoyed. Now I, I got to be honest because like I watched Stranger Things, and I don't want to spoil it for you, so I got to be very careful about what I say. I don't want to be that guy. But I, I watched it on the heels of uh, the, the mid-season finale for the last ser- uh, season of Better Call Saul, uh, which is kind of the, kind of the Frasier to Breaking Bad's cheers. Like, it's not quite as great as Breaking Bad, but it is not too far off. The writing is phenomenal. And and everything about it is good. And then you're just like, okay, I want to go watch this other series, and maybe I'm being on. Fair to Stranger Things, but there were some moments in this sh- in, in this season. There's there's a uh, a moment where a couple of characters are trying to trip their way into um, a place. They're pretending to be somebody they're not, and it almost they almost act kind of like they're in kind of a rom com, okay, or 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 a slapstick comedy where it's like they're about to be found out, and they're like um 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 um, and the guy is just like, okay, I'll let you go. And like no way in hell would that work in real life. Yeah, probably not with you know. I think in the season uh, two, late late one, late two, when they start to break in that that the facilities and and yeah. you know, they're heavily armored, heavily guarded. You know, even the sheriff can't can't muscle his way in without you know. It's high- <laughs> you know, yet yet these little eight you know twelve year olds can can slip through. Come on, <laughs> right. But at the same time, like I was watching Better Call Saul, and there's a season. Uh, the crux of the season is okay. Uh, Jimmy McGill, who becomes Saul Goodman, he and his wife Kim are trying to get back at this lawyer, so they're planning this elaborate prank, this elaborate joke on him, uh, which gets dark in a real hurry. Uh, but part of it included going to a country club to scout it out, and he's almost going to get thrown out because somebody recognizes him as kind of a flim flam lawyer, and he stops. And he goes, well, wait, you were going to show me around. And then he breaks into this large ass tirade about how anti-Semitic this place is. And it's Bob Odenkirk. So it's just it's funny as hell. But like he's playing off. And again, I'm being unfair to the show Stranger Things because I'm thinking about these younger characters compared to an older criminal lawyer 
trying to get into a place. And it's, it just seemed more effective to me. Well, you know, you, I think you touched on something. I I think with Better Call Saul, as adults, as us watching it, yeah, there are moments in his life, and I, and I don't, I've seen bits and pieces of the show. I mean, I, I watched all of Breaking Bad. You know, I know. Right. But there are moments that I think all of us find relatable, whether it's something stupid happening to him at the gas station or a car wash or, you know, or, and he's just like, like a woe is me, you know, yeah. type, type event. I think we either know someone or or we have been that person. So it, yeah. it, to, to us, right, when you have that suspension of disbelief, you it, it it feels more real right versus mm-hmm. i wasn't macgyvering stuff as a 12 year old you know no. I, I might i might have been trying to drop rocks on a pond you know right <laughs> i think when i was 12 years old i was just trying to read a book that was it <laughs> you know uh you know a kid like dustin who can rattle off any reference to lord of the rings or sherlock holmes or anything i mean Yes, I'm familiar with the characters, but to quote the book outright, I don't have the brain cells to do that as a 42 year old. You know, uh, you know, as as having an 11 year old right now, there are things that he knows a ridiculous amount of inordinate detail. Now, the to your point mm-hmm. for for Stranger Things, that's the 80s. Those kids didn't have the internet. No, <laughs> they, they no, had that's to- right. Yeah, they didn't have YouTube videos to sit there and just give them a quick rundown of, of you know, how nuclear physics works or how whatever works, you know. So Brian will rattle off, my son Trey, Brian, he's the third, uh, yeah. he will rattle off all these dinosaur facts we even had with the new Jurassic Park movie coming out. He was like, oh, no, that's that's a, I, I don't know, I forgot what it was called, Bigasaurus or something like that. Bigasaurus? I'm like, <laughs> That sounds like something I would name a dinosaur, Bigosaurus. Yeah, and I'm like, no, it isn't. That's a that's a Baradex. And he's like, no, go look it up. And then I sure as shit, I looked it up. And I'm just like, really, man? Like, where? How, what YouTube did you watch that on? Yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah, but, the internet the internet has crippled a lot of us, and uh, it just I guess I never really thought about it in those terms that everything is just so readily available. You could devote yourself to more dumber things, I guess, when it comes to thinking. But, yeah. Well, you know, and, and that's the thing. is like what we've seen in our lifetime, you know, with the analog childhood and the adult uh, digital adulthood, right? We've adapted, I think, fairly well. Uh, but our kids are growing up with nothing but digital. And the speed at which they'll be able to learn things, do things, uh, and, and adapt is going to be incrementally faster than what we see today. And mm-hmm. with that, you're going to find hopefully not a whole bunch of shortcuts, but I think you're going to find improvements in data reliability, um, you know, focusing on data that matters more, although social media might not be helping that. <laughs> no, that, and that's the other thing, too, is like, yeah, they can do some things faster and they can also get into trouble faster. But very yeah. much so. <laughs> You, you and I have said, and, and I swear by this, if there were cell phones when we were in the fraternity house in college, oh, boy, we would have probably gotten in trouble a lot more than, than the amount of trouble we were usually in. Um, right. I, I, can't, I can't even fathom going to college today with the cell phones and the technology because that's uh, it's just a different world. 
Yeah. And if you, even if you say something off color in a joking matter, like back then, you know, and it gets caught on phone, a uh, phone, it, you could get in trouble and possibly expelled. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. It's kind of dark when you think, I mean, there's benefits and there's something dark about that too, but like kind of getting back to stranger things. Like, you know, I was talking about how like watching better call soul, like, or breaking bad for me. Like when it comes to watching other shows has kind of tainted how I, look at them is there is there a show that you're like man this show is like you mentioned the expanse but is there another show that maybe does the same thing where you're like oh this is great and then you watch something else and you're like yeah but it's not great as i mean yeah i mean you you called out a, a couple i mean uh breaking bad is a top five show for me the writing mm-hmm. was the seasons two and three or three and four might have dragged a little bit but the writing was still just amazing uh, uh, the dialogue too. I, I look for that. Firefly mentioned uh, expanses. It started. I'm only close to the end of season one, but it's really well done so far. Uh, I hope that uh, maybe in the later seasons, I kind of see maybe um, as you watch, you know, shows get picked up and get later seasons, you see more money added to the budget. You better video. Right. Call. You know, you see little improvements as you're kind of watching it from a technical perspective. Frasier is up there with me. Uh, I think that that is, uh, you know, Cheers was good. I've gone back and rewatched it even mm-hmm. as a uh, very good, very on point. It still holds. Uh, you can pick up any episode and, and it feels still ap- applicable today. Mm-hmm. Frasier was a very, very smart comedy. Mm-hmm. Now, even going back and watching that as an adult versus watching it all of it as a young teen, um, it's way more physical than what I remember. It's a physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Any scene involving Niles, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the dialogue is already outstanding, but then they layer on that that next layer of physical comedy. You know, I, these are kind of, you know, Seinfeld, you know, my benchmark, really great writing uh, and great, great show. And, and to your point, I don't, I try to go in with an open mind and not really hold to that handle. Um, however, it, it it's hard not to sometimes, especially when you find some overlapping, you know, similarities and whatever. X Files would be another good one. The dialogue, yeah. the technology doesn't hold up, and I hear that about the wire as well. Uh, but the dialogue and the way the story unfolds is outstanding. Now. Would you watch Celebrity Big Brother if they added Amber Heard to the next cast? Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, in college, I watched Celebrity Big Brother, or the All-Star, Big Brother All-Stars. Big I Brother All-Stars. It. Yeah, I got into it for a season or two. Like, I, I kind of like the, the drama, the solid drama and all that. I probably would watch it uh, if, if, if she was on it because uh, it's just... I, we, my wife and I were glued to the trial. We were absolutely glued to it. I know social media played a big part right. of, of the outcome. It shouldn't have played a big part of the outcome, but you know it did. Um, her fire, firing her PR team in the middle of it, and, and rightfully so, because she was just getting trashed, and she still is getting dragged. Uh, I just saw Washington Post... Uh, amended the article and put a put some sort of comment on it um just what, what was the article about 
it's the defamation. It's that actual article from 2018, the defamation or 16 article. Oh, so they so they're kind of doing a CYA so they don't get sued by Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I didn't even know about that. It, it just it just hit the wire like uh, a couple hours ago. I, I saw it, um, and I thought that that was pretty interesting because uh, you know after the UK case, um, you know a lot of people didn't give Johnny much of much of a shot. Um, and, uh, as a fan of, of his, him and his work and, and his stuff, uh, you know, I kind of was like, Ooh, this might be a stretch, but, uh, you know, the, the abuse, it goes both ways. I think in this case, it really did go both ways. Um, yeah, I think I, he I, better than the, yeah, I, the vibe I got from Johnny Depp, you know, you know, the, Two things. It's like I I can't get too hung up on celebrities anymore because again I'm 42. Um, but kind of kind of the the mystique of his kind of faded away when you're seeing that he's passed out covered in ice cream in his mid 40s. Uh, he's making tw- 20 odd million dollars a pirate's picture and then 600 million dollars in a hole because he's buying islands and wine he's never drinking and guitars he's never playing. It's you know, he is basically a lost boy. He has not grown up. I get that. But at the same time, and I talked to this, uh, I talked to my sister about this because she's kind of an opinionated person uh, weeks ago during the podcast. I was like, the, do you believe in the mantra, believe all women? She goes, no, because people lie, guy and gal. And I, and I just, I never really liked the mantra, believe all women or believe all X, because it's just like you're assuming, okay, somebody says something that's the truth the end you know it's almost like saying well i don't believe all women because they believe you know belong in the kitchen no you kind of have to sit look at the evidence and then come to your own conclusion on this stuff and when you you got amber heard pooping in this dude's bed and all this other stuff i mean it's this is just a classic train wreck of a marriage or whatever the hell this was yeah it was a very abusive marriage you know what what i don't and and i'm speaking from the male perspective here but what i don't like is is how you know um well a actress sports stars we shouldn't be holding them up on a pedestal you know i i get it um if if one of them's great, you know, a couple of them are great, you know, I think I'm not a LeBron fan, but I know that he hasn't had any scandals and he's invested a lot of money quietly in communities and schools. You know what? Good, good on him. Like mm-hmm. you're setting an example, like that's, that's what I would hope that a good person would do. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, not all good people get money and, and stuff like this happens. Uh, you're right. I, I was watching uh, Joe Rogan, Macaulay Culkin the other day. Macaulay said his favorite Onion article. This is great. I, I love this. Was a headline that um, uh, scientists discovered that uh, uh, Johnny Depp was ninety percent scarfs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he does wear a lot of scarves. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he you know he commits the roles, but that is a role he has committed to. Um, scarves and sunglasses. But, yeah. But, but as, as, as I was getting back to my point as, as a man, you know, I don't, these are serious allegations where you would live in a very litigious society yes. uh, with social media and everything. The court of public opinion, especially when you're a celebrity happens like that. Uh, you know, I think 
Disney's kind of kicking themselves a little bit for pulling the rug out from Johnny as quickly as possible. And I can't remember who does the um, Fantastic Beast movies, if that's uh, Fox. Uh, that's Warner Brothers. Is that Warner Brothers? Yeah, I so, think so. Yeah, those, I mean, I know that they replaced Johnny with Michael Madsen. Um, you know, I Johnny said he'll never do anything with Disney ever again. Um, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, but, you know, that that's going to be Disney's law. And that, the, the, don't get me wrong, the pirates were getting long in the tooth. Um, yeah. But it's funny that there was, there was a quote that Johnny said when he was like 20 something, he's like, if I ever get into a role where I'm doing six, seven, eight, nine movies of the same character, just shoot me in the head. And well, it's, it, it's like, well, that's, that's what happened, dude. And yeah, maybe you should be happy. You're not doing that anymore. Go back to doing uh, artistic stuff. Maybe not finding Neverland, but uh <laughs> Do do something that gets you a nice little uh, chunk of cash and squirreled away, and don't buy freaking islands. Or or drink thirty thousand dollars or forty thousand dollars in wine a day. Yeah, no, God, yeah, that's or again, cocaine. <laughs> yeah, say no to cocaine. Yeah, you know, Nancy Reagan had something there, Johnny. You save yourself a little blow on the blow. God, <laughs> but uh, that's I guess. Well, I mean, I know she's going to appeal it, but for now it looks like it's kind of over. And I think Johnny can kind of start putting the pieces back together on his career. So um, I read I read real quick. I read a really interesting note the other day because uh, it, because he's an actor and a celebrity. And it is a defamation case that she I assume the next headline I saw would be Amber Heard files bankruptcy. Right. She cannot file bankruptcy on this. No. No. So, oh. Yes, because because it was willfully done. Um, Damn. So yeah. she's going to have to like, uh, uh, for, for lack of a better word, whore herself out career wise. She's going to have to do things uh, that are mostly legal and probably going to make her look kind of like uh, like Tory Spelling or something, where they're just like in Hallmark crap the rest of their lives. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I think that. Uh, I think that what the article I was reading that it was based on that also said, you know, Johnny's team will probably come to a negotiation with her to where it'll be along the lines of you never say anything again, gag order, and we mm-hmm. won't collect this money because he's gotten Yes, he rightfully could collect his money. I think if the shoe was on another foot and she won, she'd go after him for every cent. No, right. I, any doubt in my mind, she'd make him pay every cent. Right. However, in this case, he wins nothing in the court of public opinion by making her pay every cent. No, well, I mean, like I said, like he's got he's got an opportunity to set uh, things right career wise. Now, do you think she'll try to make nice and nice with Elon and see if uh, if she'll if he'll help her out a little bit? Uh, you know, Elon Elon something something special these days. Uh, you know, I follow, all over the place. Yeah, he's all over the place, but he's always been kind of like that. You know, he's yeah. been hard to control, a little bit rogue. Um, you know, I, I I enjoy his tweets and his his uh, interactions with people. However, sometimes I feel like he's feeding himself and feeding the Elon machine. Um, yeah, that's that's the danger. Again, going back to social media, it's like, hey, I got this great idea. I'm going to put it out on Twitter or whatever. Of course, he's got enough FU money to make that happen. Uh, he doesn't have to worry about 
you know, the repercussions too much at this point. But uh, uh, he made he made I guess uh, made a little controversy earlier this week with uh, his uh, I guess this was an internal memo to other uh, Tesla employees saying, hey, look, uh, it, you know, pandemic looks to be passed. I need people to get back to the office. If not, find another place to work at. And some employees are a little upset. Now, you mentioned you work from home, right? Yes. OK. Uh, compared to working in an office, how how is how does that go? I mean, I know you said it's kind of I wouldn't say nerve wracking, but like you're always in the house, either working from home or working on the home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's this was an easy transition for my wife. She's been working from home for the last five years pre-COVID. Right. So, in fact, it was, the only part that was rough was other than my son being home for school was just the extra noise. Right. Uh, however, uh, for me, it was it was the first year was good. The second year kind of started to wear on me because I am a social, very social being. Yeah. Um, you know, I I'm used to being in meetings uh, and and being face to face. Uh, it definitely changes the dynamic. It, it trying to read people on a screen versus reading them in a room. Uh, it just it's not the same. Uh, yeah. And, it, and there's things that technology helps out with, but there's times where stuff gets lost in translation. But there, when I did interview um, for a, a major national brand company uh, here in Detroit, um, I did ask them. I said, "Hey." how's COVID been affecting, um, I'm in IT, so how's COVID been affecting your projects? Uh, have you guys seen, um, are you guys not getting through the projects as quickly? You know, how's, how, how has it been helping your throughput? And their response was, well, yeah, we thought it would do that, but we're actually turning out more work than we've ever turned out in IT. And, and, and I think that there's a couple of things with that. I mean, it's because, to be honest, people aren't standing at the the cubes kind of BSing and, and playing grab ass. I mean, but that's an element of the office that, you know, it's it's your work life. It's right. It's it's getting to know your peers, your customer. It's it's bringing that personal element to it. So some of that's lost now in the covid world. But right. I think that, I thought that, that was a very interesting point that I didn't expect to hear that their productivity is through the roof. Now that flies in the face of what Elon said. Right. And it does. I mean, it, it, it does. I mean, I, and I guess that would really depend on uh, uh, what the work conditions are for each place. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, you don't have as many office distractions, but like with me, prior to my departure last year, um, I did everything still from studio because I couldn't take phone calls from home. Uh, and right now I work at a job where I have to be someplace physically. Uh, but if I had the opportunity to work from home or the office, I would probably still go with office because I've got too many things in this office of mine, this study, uh, books, comic books, and other media that would distract me horribly. And plus, I would have three kids walking up trying to grab my attention. And it's just like, ah, you know. So, I mean, I guess that would really depend on the dynamic of the workplace you're at. Yeah, it, it would. And to be honest, uh, I mean, even with my current consulting gig, um, 
there's talk about uh, my team going in one day a month or as needed. Like if I if we have requirements meetings or testing or something like that, we mm-hmm. might get together for that. And that makes sense. Um, I I would be comfortable doing like a, a two to three day a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, using Monday and Friday to really be at home, be, you know, not be getting bothered a lot. Think, start up the week, finish up the week. Um mm-hmm. Use those days for planning and use Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for action. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that, that's just me and my my preference. Uh, but yeah, I would I would love to go back to the five day a week. I just don't know how realistic it is in the near future. Actually, we're investing. I've been at the tiniest desk for for the last two years, and we're gonna we're gonna put a real desk in our spare bedroom and a Murphy bed nice. in. So. Uh, we just got done new carpeting, repainting the walls. We did three bedrooms of all of that um, just recently. So, yeah, looking looking forward to having a real office instead of a kind of this dinky little desk that I would give a ten year old. Ten year old doing like thirty uh, nine year old stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, have, I have I have my laptop, and then I have two monitors on top of it, and it's like I have no room to write, no no nothing. It's like um, it's like men in the men in black scene where Will Smith is pulling up the, <laughs> pulling up the table and, and just trying to write on something small, man. Oh yeah. You, you know, you, when, when all fails though, you, you got your hand, you can always write on your hand. Now you, you bring up furniture. Uh, and I, this, this kind of a weird story out of California, but then again, which are, and, and I guess will be, this will be the story we kind of wrap up things with here. But uh, this woman goes on Craigslist, which in itself can be risky, uh, given some things I've read before. Um, she buys a couch, and in this couch, she finds $36,000. What? She makes a mistake. Yeah. Of course, she makes a mistake telling everybody that she's got a couch with $36,000 in it, because now we all know. But apparently, uh, this is like one of those estate sale things, and uh, the couch that this belonged to uh, used to, I guess the woman is no longer with us, or she's like in uh, hospice care or something. They're divulging or getting rid of all the the stuff that this woman had. And so she buys this couch, and she finds $36,000 in it. Well, you know know what that was? It's California. That that had to be a grow operation. (laughs) (laughs) That or they're trying to keep keep the uh, uh, the money from being known by the uh, the state auditors. Yeah, God, thirty six thousand dollars. Thirty six thousand dollars. That that is that's amazing. I I now I haven't read that article. Uh, did the lady return it? Uh, and I don't. I mean, I wouldn't even wanted that to get out. I would have just no. Been, hey, okay, I'm gonna go get a new car. I'm gonna pay off my student loans or. <laughs> or I would have buried it somewhere unless some. God, yeah. You know, the closest uh, to finding a lot of money in something, and I feel really bad for this, actually, because uh, this, I think this was like a high school graduation gift from uh, my my now late aunt. She passed away a few years back. Um, but she gave me a book to read. It, it was a history, like a, like a little history novel. I was like, well, thank you, thank you. But like, at the time, and I wasn't mad she gave me a book. It was just, okay, that's very nice. Thank you. At the time, I just didn't do a lot of reading, so I, I put it away someplace, right? A couple of years later, I found it. I was just like thumbing through it, and out of it falls a $100 bill. And so that was supposed to be her gift to me. 
And I felt so bad because I just I put the thing on my uh, like my nightstand or something, didn't touch it for years. And this one hundred dollar bill was sitting in it. Yeah. Th- thanks, Nana, for for the book. Thank Basically, you. Basically. Yeah. God, I felt like it. Su- I felt like such an a-hole doing that. God. Yeah, I, I really haven't had anything that I found money in. I mean, like, uh, you know, one of the best, honestly, it's one of the best feelings. You you go and it starts to get cold out and you go put on uh, your, your winter jacket from last year and then mm-hmm. you pick your hand at the, and all of a sudden you find a 20, you know, and you're just yeah. like, hey, past me was looking to do future me a solid. <laughs> yeah, because past you would have done something stupid with that money, whereas now future you. Maybe something smart. No, no, I, I still, I just said thank you and then probably did something stupid with it. Right. Something. <laughs> God, man. But you, you've said you've had some dealings with Craigslist before, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's been a very long time since I've used it. Uh, I mean, it, it was really solid site for a while. Then I, clearly it got sketchy. Uh, yeah. Out of their... Um, uh roses and purchasing kisses ads but uh <laughs> yeah but but i did uh, i did have one really good year where i i, I bought uh i got a, a washer and dryer off craigslist uh we were moving moving around and stuff a lot uh or i had been uh, i got my grill that year fixed it up kind of worked on it and then i found my wife on craigslist how much did she cost uh, no, there was no kisses or hugs for that one. Uh, and actually, in, in 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 totality, I would say it cost a lot. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you got a house now, you got a kid, so I got, and you're doing yard work for crying out loud. So yeah, I guess in the end, it does cost a little bit. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, she she hates that joke, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's very serendipitous. Uh, she. Uh, she had put a, a post out looking for friends and, uh, I didn't answer it the first day. I actually sat on it for three days cause I was trying to f- reply to this, uh, like eight paragraph, uh, response that she had put out there and, uh, my computer shut down. I went and dug into my ghost files and I found the response and I found her, her address, uh, where, where to send it to. Uh, I replied back. She had closed down the post and then was not reading anything because she got too many dick pics back. Well, there you go. Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, that, that, that was just, she said she got hundreds of responses just that were, there was no words. It was just that. Well, she waited a couple days. And so I sent mine and she opened uh, up her email and mine was right on top. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we met and went on a couple dates and, uh, you know, a year later we were engaged and a year later that we were married. And and to all the single guys out there, there is a benefit to not sending a lady a dick pic. So there you go. Yeah. Like (laughs) there's always, there's always value in being a true gentleman. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, by the way, when was the last time you were on Craigslist? Oh man, I'm, I might've been four or five years ago, maybe looking for a guitar or something, maybe just kind of browsing for, uh, trying to find something I couldn't find on, on Amazon or eBay. Um, I, I, I do like finding garage sales, like listings for garage sales and listings for local stuff like that. Um, I, I never, uh, 
I always liked looking at the free stuff. Like, what are, what are people yeah. throwing away that I could maybe do something with? Yeah. As long as it's not leather. Craigslist. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been on that website, but then I've read enough horror stories where it's just like, yeah, no, no. I'm not I'm not that adventurous, man. No uh, you know, it's it's up there. It's it's pretty notorious. I mean, it was helpful for a time, but I would say that it has taken its place in the the annals of the internet. It's 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 up there with with some of the really sites that just you shouldn't ever venture to. <laughs> it's not Reddit. It's not quite dark web. <laughs> yeah, not like what it's kind of like redneck Reddit, really. But yeah, uh, yeah, and I love Reddit. That now that I'm on <coughs> daily. I think that's going to be like a podcast for another uh, episode, another topic, just because I've heard stories. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, Brian, uh, thank you very much. Uh, anything else you want to throw out to uh, listeners out there? Uh, no, I appreciated the call. And, uh, you know, Mike, I, I, I love, I'll do this at any time ever again. You never, you ever need to ask. And, uh, um, you know, it was, uh, it was a blast. All right. Well, appreciate I would, Brian Madison again, a fraternity brother, uh, somebody I went to uh, Ball State with, and of course up in Michigan with his family doing yard work and getting bigger furniture. Thank you very much, man. I, I will I will end on a quote, and uh, if you can't be good, be safe. All right. Appreciate it. And until next week, everybody, stay fresh, cheese bags. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.